Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Hey, welcome to Christ Church. My name is Adam. I'm one of the ministers here on staff, and it's so good to be together, guys. Uh, we're going through the 13 epistles, the, the Pauline epistles as we call them. Paul writes a majority of the New Testament, and so this semester we're dedicating our time to just go through the New Testament. So congratulations again. You guys have tackled one of the shortest books, and we read it all tonight. So good job. Well played, guys. Good job. Hey, there you go. There you go. Um, so Philemon, one of the shortest. We went through Romans last week, one of the longest. Michael said this clear and concise, and I'm going to say it again. So if you don't hear anything else, hear this. Freedom in Christ is found through forgiveness. Freedom in Christ is found through forgiveness. Last week we looked at Romans. And Romans talks about there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. The sins that we have had and will have are set free. We are free in Christ. And so this theme continues on to Philemon. And in fact, we see it in this guy named Onesimus. Philemon is an is a, um, a owner of a slave, and his name is Onesimus. And Onesimus finds himself talking to Paul. And Paul, as Michael talked about, shares with him the gospel. He says, you are set free. You are no longer a slave. You are one with Christ. And I got to think about this, guys. You know, put yourself in Onesimus' shoes. We, we could probably believe that Onesimus was always a slave. His families were slaves. That's all he knew, right? His whole life revolved around that. And all of a sudden, this dude that he doesn't know tells him this miraculous thing that you are set free. You are no longer a slave. And you got to imagine there's not just this one conversation, right? And then Onesimus is peacing out and he's headed back. There's this continual conversation that Onesimus is having with Paul, and Paul is engaging him in every area of his life, and it comes up uh, in conversation, Onesimus is, in fact, an actual slave. Like, he may have some chains with him. He may look really, you know, tattered and dirty and messy. I mean, from Colossae to Rome is not a short journey whatsoever, and so you got to think that he's just downright out of it. And so this conversation starts and begins with his story. And Onesimus is saying, I've, I've always been a slave, and this is great news. I, could, I can just picture myself, you know, when I was uh, 18 years old, sitting in a house and really hearing the gospel message for the first time. I was in a small group Bible study, and this dude's going through the gospel of John. And for the first time, I'm hearing the good news that I am set free. You guys maybe can put yourselves there. Maybe it's at a move. Maybe it's at a believe. Maybe you were younger and you were at church with your parents. Maybe it was in this room that you decided that, man, I want to give my whole life to Jesus. That I believe in the fact that I am set free. Place yourself there. The emotions that continue to well up when you think about it. The thoughts that stir in your mind about who you are and whose you are in Christ. Onesimus is feeling all those feelings. He's feeling hard at this point. And he's reeling through his life going forward. 
And then it comes up that he is, in fact, a slave, right? And he says, he talks about his master, Philemon. And Paul's like, oh, I know Philemon. I'll write him a letter. So he sits down with a pen as Onesimus is talking. He writes this letter to Philemon saying, you know what? There's no longer this master and slave to you in the relationship with Onesimus. But I want you to consider yourselves brothers in Christ. And, and Paul writes this beautiful argument of why Philemon should set Onesimus free. And so he gives, he gives Onesimus the letter. And he says, take the journey back to Colossae. And we have a map of the distance between Rome and Colossae. So it wasn't a, you know, just a jog, you know, like, hey, okay, I'll be there, you know, tonight for supper. Like, that's quite a journey, 209 hours um, walking. And so you got to think, Onesimus at this point is reeling through the fact that he has to make this journey back to Colossae, and he's carrying with him some chains. You guys hopefully are not familiar with this, but maybe, maybe these chains um, resemble something that you can that's restrictive, right? Um, we see this as something that we use um, to restrain somebody. So Onesimus, can somebody help me out here? You wanna put that on me? Onesimus is putting on, how's oh, tight, okay. Uh, he's putting on the chains. And maybe he's carrying the chains with him, but he has physical chains, right? He's a slave. We get the physical chains, right? We get, we get this concept that we're restrained, we're restricted. But Onesimus is also carrying invisible chains. And we know these chains all too well. These chains come up often, especially when we talk about forgiveness. Especially when we talk about relationships with one another. But it's not just relationships with one another. It's not just this relationship between Onesimus and Philemon. It's not just this relationship between man and woman, brother, siblings, friends. These chains are also chains that we put on, that we tie ourselves to when we think of God. So we think of God and we think of these chains that we've placed on him, restricting him for who he is. Ourselves and others. When we think about chains, we think about restriction. The first chain is the chains that we put on God. You know, we view God as a tyrant sometimes. We think of, we think of God as, as, as this guy that's up in the sky that's going to just smite me when I make a bad move. We put the chains on. We think of this God that can't forgive the worst of sins that I've committed. Certainly he can't love me for who I am. We put the chains on. Certainly he can't forgive the things that I did last weekend. And even more so, I, d I don't even know if I can consider myself a Christian. We put the chains on. You know, there's a story that we're familiar with of the prodigal son. 
I'm going to read a little bit of, of it to you. Um, the prodigal son goes out, he squanders all of his wealth. He thinks that he's going to find freedom in, in things that uh, the world can throw at him. He comes to his senses, it says. He said, all those uh, farmhands, the servants working for my father, sit down to three meals a day, and here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. Take me on as a slave. He got right up and went home to his father. That's the picture that we find ourselves, right? We find ourselves trying to work our way back to God. We have to improve ourselves to make ourselves better before we can come before uh, our father. Uh, certainly I can work for it. I can be a slave in his house. And he says this, um, it goes on in verse 20. It says, when, when he's still a long way off, his father saw him, his heart pounding. He ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. The son started his speech. Father, I have sinned against God. I have sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your, uh, your son ever again. And his father says, you are forgiven. That's the picture of our father. And we, so we can loosen the chains that we put on God and restrict him as being a God that's a tyrant. That's looking at every step that we take just to see when we fail. So it impacts our relationship with God, and, and we see that with Onesimus, that he's free, that we are free, that we're called sons and daughters. We loosen the chains. But it's also the chains that we put on others. The chains that we, we put on others look in, in a variety of ways. They look so different in so many ways. From the moment we see somebody, from the moment we meet somebody, we either elevate ourselves or we slump down. We look at somebody and the actions that they take, especially when it comes to the actions they take on us, and we judge them. And so often we chain them. We identify them as somebody that they're not, and we call them names based off of what they do or what they say or how we view them, and we put chains on them. And this is... This is the hardest one uh, to think through about how you've, been, how you've been wronged. And what's interesting about the story is that it was Anisimus that was wronged, yet Anisimus that's making the journey back to Colossae. You don't see Philemon making the journey to Rome. You see Onesimus taking that next step. The one that was wronged, making it right. And so for you, what chains do you have on when it comes to other people? What chains do you have on when it comes to those that um, have wronged you? In a book that we're going to look at next week, uh, in the book of Colossians, Paul says this. He says, so chosen by God for, his, this, uh, so chosen by God for this new li- life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, content with the second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. Never be without it. So forgiveness, you know, begins by being present with God. That we got to just be with God. 
And then forgiveness begins by being present with others, spending quality time with those, even those that have wronged us. Now, I wanna say this very directly. There are times where this is, should not be the case, that we shouldn't necessarily put ourselves in harm or danger of people that have done incredibly wrong, evil things to us. Uh, to be present with that or those people uh, would not be helpful. And so I wanna say that, to also say this, that that is such a small uh, minority of us that experience the, the wrong doing and the wrongful actions of so many people on a daily basis. And so for those, for all of us that fit in that camp, forgiveness begins with being present with those people. And that, that is a thing that I think a lot of us try to skate around. When we think about forgiveness, we think, oh, I can just forgive that person from afar. I'll just forgive them for all the things that they've done and I'll just sit back in my lazy boy and chill. I'll just sit in my, the comfort of my home, the, f- the comfort of my space, my friends, my new life, so to speak. But the moment that we do that is the moment that we continue to put on the chains. Because forgiveness begins by being present with God and being present with others. And the third one, and this is definitely the most difficult of all. This one is the most uh, invisible chain that we have, and that is the forgiveness of ourselves. There's so much of us um, that continue to put ourselves down. They continue to talk poorly about ourselves. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not good enough. And on and on and on it goes. And we continue to put on the chains. And the problem with these chains is, like I said, they're invisible The problem with these chains also is that they're deep, deep down the pit of our stomachs. And forgiveness begins here with being present with ourselves. And so often we, as a society, uh, so often we individually, we cannot be present with ourselves without being pulled away by something else whether it be friends or school, homework, stress of life, family, or this little screen that's sitting in front of our face. You hardly ever see, if you walk into a Starbucks, you walk to a coffee shop, you hardly ever see people, if they're sitting alone, just people sitting. And it's kind of, it would be strange, you know, in so many ways to see somebody just sitting there, just thinking, just being by themselves. So often you see them in front of a screen, distracted in so many different ways. And so we continue to chain ourselves. So the three chains, we chain ourselves to our view of God, our view of others, and the view of ourselves. And the key of forgiveness is being present in all three. Freedom begins, freedom in Christ begins with forgiveness. And forgiveness begins with us being present. 
What, I wonder where God is calling you to search down deep within yourself to think about where you need to be forgiven and where you need to forgive. Where you've put chains on and restricted yourself for the fullness of Christ and what he has for you. From the full freedom in Christ for what you can explore. You know, maybe right now you are at a place where you're just... uh, Man, you're just downright disgusted with, with God. Your view of him is so minute, so small, um, that you just continue to think, I, I, I can't have a relationship with a loving God like that. You know, maybe right now, maybe you're at a place where uh, forgiveness with somebody in the room, uh, somebody that maybe across the room, somebody maybe three chairs down, you just can't think about forgiving them for what they've done to you. Or you can't even muster up the chance to say, will you forgive me? Because those words have just been so, um, so much not a part of your vocabulary. You don't even know where to start. You know, maybe it's to yourself. Maybe it's at a place right now where the chains that you have uh, put on yourself, the restrictions that you've placed on yourself, the voices that you continue to put in your head over and over and over again are just drowning out the noises of everybody else. And at this moment right now, you just, I can't forgive it. I can't forgive myself for what I've done. Tonight, what we're gonna do is we're going to, uh, on your chairs, there's a prayer card. Uh, So you can get that out right now. Uh, And we're gonna simply do this, guys. Um, We are going to take some time. uh, Band's gonna come up here, and we're gonna sing some more songs. Especially for the first one, I want you guys to not stand, um, but just to sit. And to think through which of these three is God compelling you to write out and to think about how you can forgive? You know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's your relationship with God. That you, for the first time ever, want to be forgiven and want to give your full life to Jesus Christ. Because, guys, there is freedom in that. Freedom is found in Jesus Maybe, maybe you, like me, have grown up thinking these thoughts about God. Even still today, I have to remind myself, like, the things that I do, the sins that I commit, have, have been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. But so often, I try to work for my, not my salvation, I, I know my salvation is secure in Jesus, but... I try to work for my rightness with Jesus, for a right relationship with Christ. And it's silly. You know, maybe you want to write down just a list of names that you're like, man, this week I need to, I need to talk with them. Maybe you do it right here tonight. And you just pull somebody you know, to the prayer station or over back, you know, 
out in the lobby or something and just say, hey, we gotta talk. This is, this is enough. You know, maybe it's in connection group that we just, we just be real and raw and honest with each other and say, you know what? I need, to, I need to be forgiven or I need to forgive you and we need to talk about this. You know, maybe you take the next 15 minutes the rest of our service and you just sit quietly thinking positive thoughts in your mind, telling yourself the truths that, truths that are found in scripture of who you are. And stop believing the lie is so prevalent in so many of our minds. Onesimus is standing in front of Philemon. We don't know the story, how it unfolds. But I like to picture Onesimus maybe wearing the chains and saying, here's the letter, do with it what you will. Philemon takes the chains off and says, you are free and you are my brother in Jesus Christ. That, that first breath of, you know, that he took, Onesimus took, when Philemon uttered those words, you gotta think, man, there's just this burden, this weight that was lifted off his shoulders. Maybe you guys have been there. We talked about it. Maybe that was, that was you when you gave your life to Jesus. So often when life continues to happen, we come back from move and we begin again. We find ourselves grabbing for the chains, placing them on those old habits and continue to talk to ourselves the lies that the world continues to offer us. Guys, we are absolutely free in Jesus. Freedom is found in Christ through forgiveness. Let's pray. Father, you are a good, good dad. And we're so, we're so blessed to be called your sons and daughters. Father, may we loosen the chains that you have already busted free. And may we have complete freedom in you. God, I pray for freedom in you. I pray for freedom um, that would break out in this place that we would forgive ourselves, each other. And God, that we would ask for forgiveness from you when we've tried to put you in a box and make you to be something that you're not. God, we praise you for Jesus who continues to make all things new and gives us the freedom for life and life to the fullest through you. It's his name that we pray. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. 
For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.